Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Three, two, one, zero, 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 zero. Hello, world, and welcome to, I think, probably one of the best intro songs of any podcast, The Gadget Cast. My name is Gregory McFadden, joined always by my host, a co-host, Travis M.C.P. Space travel, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope everyone's having a great time here uh, this weekend as we get another Gadget Cast going Hot fire, ladies and gentlemen. So super excited to be back. We got lots to talk about. At least I'm pretty sure we do. Uh, should be good times. I forgot what to call you there for a second. I was going to go, my friend, my buddy. And I was like, wait a minute, this is, a, this is official business. And I was like, host? Host? <laughs> like, if you want like a picture into my brain, if you want to see how my brain operates, there was a good moment there. I was struggling what to call Travis. And then I went, host? And I went, oh, yeah, he's my co-host. So we got that yeah. settled. Busy, busy, busy week in tech. Uh, everything just happened at once this week. New Max, Galaxy Note 20, uh, Unpacked Event, Pixel 4a. It all happened this week. Crazy week. But I do want to start off, Travis, with uh, some, uh, you know, self-promotion. Uh, Se- yeah, self-congrats. I want to pat myself on the back right here because I did it. I did the ultimate YouTube thing. I got to 100,000 plus subscribers. I got to 100,000 and then a bunch of people didn't unsubscribe. So now I'm plus 100,000. I think I'm almost at 102,000, which is kind of cool. Now now it's cool. So now uh, gonna get my silver play button. I hope they still haven't sent me the notification. It's been a couple of days, so I'm kind of getting a little bit worried. Every day that passes, <laughs> I'm like, did YouTube forget about me? It, it would be a very uh, Greg moment for YouTube never to send me that silver play button notification. But you know what? You know what? I think they're, uh, you know, they got some more serious things going on with all this hacking stuff. So maybe, maybe they're a little bit busy. That happened this yeah. week too. <laughs> I mean, congratulations! Definitely a difficult thing to accomplish. Hundred thousand subscribers yes. on YouTube, and not in a very long period of time. So definitely shout you out for that. Congratulations, my Thank friend, you. and uh, welcome to being finally a YouTuber. Yes, yes. Uh, I am finally a YouTuber. Before I wasn't, but now I am. So when you see me, you can go, hey, you're that YouTuber, uh, which has happened around like 20,000 subscribers. So, you know, once this pandemic's over, I'm expecting to go out there in the real world without my mask. And I'm expecting people to go, oh, my God, it's Greg's gadgets. I love that guy. (laughs) Oh, my God, let me get your autograph. So if you see me on the street, you know, just... Don't say anything and walk the other way, and we'll, be all, right. we'll all be fine. Uh, no, but seriously, I'm I'm super honored and humbled and all that stuff because uh, it was it was really cool. I did my first live stream ever on my channel. That was the first time we did it. The channel didn't crash into oblivion like Travis <laughs> kept telling me it wouldn't. So that's that's really good. Uh, so channel still firing on all cylinders. We did a live stream. Maybe I'll actually do more now, now that I know that it's uh, not going to destroy the channel. It was really cool to actually connect with my audience one-on-one. I always do that in GadgetCast, which is one of the reasons I love GadgetCast. I can see the audience here. We can interact with the chat. Uh, we get a lot of feedback with GadgetCast, but you know, for my YouTube channel, and you've been doing live streams for a while, so this is good. You know, mm-hmm. you've, you've known this for a while. Um, you do the video, you read the comments, you interact with people that way, but it's a totally different thing when you're sitting there in a live stream and doing one-to-one interactions with people. 
And I really did like that. So I think I'm going to do some more in the future. I think anytime I get like a new product to unbox, I think it's just a live stream because unboxing videos kind of don't do it anymore. You know, people don't really watch them anymore unless you're like super early, which we really can't be. Uh, so right. yeah, I think I'm going to try somewhere out in the future. Maybe do a gadget cast live. We've talked about doing like a mega gadget cast one day, trying to get people over here on the gadget cast channel. So we got to work all that out. We got to work. That will that. be amazing. Cause that I suspect live, we, I mean, my live stream uh, on Saturday had 261 people in there. Woo. So if we combine, we could get five, 500 or more people watching GadgetCast at one time. That would be a rush. That'd that be would amazing. Be, that'd be so big. let's talk about something else that happened this week, ladies and gentlemen, which uh, I actually ended up being a part of was, well, not directly anyway, uh, the hacking of front page tech. Mm. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, what happened and um, so ironically, the day before, <laughs> the day before uh, Jern was going to come back, his, um, his YouTube channel was hacked. Now, the way in which it was hacked was interesting. He did have two-factor authentication, but they did what's called a SIM swap. And a SIM swap is essentially someone calling your phone company <clears throat> and changing one of your numbers to a SIM that they are in possession of. Uh, that's... Pretty terrible. And of course, the so what that does is then they can go to log into YouTube, use an email that John had no, per, I mean, he should not have used the email he used to log into front page tech. It was way too easy to guess. Um, and then re, fact, reset it, which will send a notification to the text message, which then goes to the phone and the people who hacked it. They then essentially took the channel down, put um, a Bitcoin scheme on there, made some money until it was taken down. Now... What's happening is, and I don't know why it takes YouTube this long. They go through some process which could take months. I don't, I, to me, that's scary. Like literal months uh, before they put the channel back. And we have no idea like how that'll affect it in the algorithm and such. And that's kind of a scary thing. But in the meantime, um, John set up uh, FPT 404, which is on YouTube and has grown that channel very fast. Uh, the views and subscribers he has on the two channels, the two videos he's put up is pretty phenomenal. And uh, I'll tell you, so it's it's a tough thing. Um, it's a scary thing if your job is basically YouTube to have it stolen from you. And uh, that's a very scary thing. And so, you know, Greg and I have some security things in place and hopefully that won't happen to us. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it is. I mean... I know at the end of this, he's going to get his channel back. He's going to have all of his videos back, all that stuff. I know YouTube does all those backups. This has happened before to other channels. So it stands to reason that, you know, eventually he will get his channel back, even though it's taking way too long, in my opinion, for this to all be sorted out. The scary thing about all that is, is, of course, that YouTube algorithm, which you mentioned, you really don't know how that's going to react to all of this, if they can just reset it back to what it was. And, and the fact that John, even before, kind of took a break and wasn't really uploading. So the YouTube algorithm, I would not want to know uh, how that messes that up. And then on top of that, the scary, the scariest part to me is when that channel gets deleted... I go to my subscriptions and I see this deleted channel and it says this channel is, you know, it's no longer a thing. Do you want to unsubscribe? It's deleted. So why don't you unsubscribe? Like it kind of prompts you just to unsubscribe to the channel because it's no more. And if you're not aware of what's going on with the situation, you'll just be like, oh, who is this channel I sub to? I don't know who this is. I guess. All right. I'm unsubscribed. It's just filling up my subscription box. So that's kind of the scariest thing to me. The fact that YouTube not only took the channel down, 
But then if you are subscribed to Front Page Tech, you go into your sub box and you see a thing telling you to basically unsubscribe. And that's really scary because that could do some serious damage. But I hope I hope this issue gets resolved soon for John. Obviously, um, the fan base there is pretty loyal, so I think he'll be okay. Uh, obviously, with the second channel growing as fast as it is, I mean, not every person who does YouTube, even people with more numbers than John Prosser, could pull something off like that. There's a lot of people who have tons of subscribers. They could lose their channel and form a second channel, and you know they just don't have the awareness to actually get people to subscribe to that second channel. So uh, I'm I'm hoping it comes back quick. Obviously, John's a you know really good friend of the show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some people in chat saying, is John going to come on the show? Uh, you know what? Uh, I would have loved to have him on. I really didn't feel right asking him to come on and explain everything. Cause honestly, if this was me, I'd be freaking out and I feel like my hands would be full. Maybe one day when he gets us all sorted out, when things are just going back, we'll have him on. We'll get the full story. We'll do the full interview, find out the whole process with YouTube. But for now, I think it's a little too soon to ask him onto the show. Cause that it's, it's a lot to deal with guys. Well, by the way, I was the one that told him his channel was hacked, which is kind of yes, interesting. Yes, he does owe I, you one now. Yeah, I, well, so we're going to pull in that it, favor one day. He mentioned it in the video, the first video back yes. on FPT two four four. But essentially, I came out of the shower and saw that I had a notification that FPT went live, which has been a long time since he's been live, and I knew that just seemed weird, so I clicked it, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, "Is this a troll? Is is this a John troll or some?" And then pretty quickly, I was like, "No, this is that Bitcoin scam." So I texted him. And it was really funny because I was like, dude, you're live. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, are you hacked? Are you, you're live right now. And he's like, son of a, and it was just from there, just terribleness. It's just a very scary situation. Now, by the way, while yes, uh, influencers and stuff are definitely going to be targeted, any person can be targeted. Now, the really weird thing about, the scary thing about this is if you have um, two-factor authentication on like your Facebook, your Twitter, your bank account, and that sort of thing that uses a, a SMS, in other words, a text message to get your, your second authentication. If someone figures out your email address, can do the SIM swap on you, they have access to all of that stuff. So they could literally log into your bank account, drain you, they go to your Facebook, delete your Facebook. So they can do a lot of these things. There are ways around this and ways of kind of fixing this um, by using apps like the Authenticator app for Google, um, there's the Titan key that, uh, Greg and I use. There's a lot of different ways around this. You should definitely do some research because this, while it does mainly affect people who are in the public eye, the reality is it can literally happen to anybody. And the, and the really scary thing is someone who doesn't have a whole bunch of followers is going to be a lot more difficult to get your stuff situated than it will someone that, uh, you know, that just is a normal everyday person. Yeah, if you're, if you're low on the subscriber numbers, I mean, it's probably not even a blip on their radar. And you look at all the success that John has and all the influence he has, and look how slow they're taken with him. This is someone who has tremendous influence. So the fact that it's a slow process with him is a very scary thought for people who are under, even even at my level, they just reach 100,000. If this happened to me, I'm sure it would take a long time to reach anyone over at uh, at YouTube to get this sorted out. But, you know, uh, hoping the best, uh, hoping everything goes smooth once John gets us all sorted out. But yes, take your security very seriously. Don't use the same password on sites. Try and get a password manager. Um, make sure that you're, you know, if you can use an authentication app instead of SMS. Uh, you know, the fact is that we're just going to see more and more and more of this because it's just going to keep happening. So hopefully, hopefully there's some, uh, hopefully there's some technology in the works to make us more secure eventually. I don't know, but... Uh, it's scary. It's scary. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, the, um, of course, getting a password manager helps a little bit, but that's they're bypassing the password. They're they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, is two factor supposed to make you more safe, but in some ways, if you don't have the really the one of the best ways to protect yourself is to call your your smartphone provider uh, and have and set up a password for that that's not used anywhere else, so that they can't change it without knowing that password. Um, because for the most part, they don't even know the password of the the accounts. They're simply leveraging the fact that you have two-factor hitting that you forget and then getting a text message sent to their new sim so it's very very scary um, and really it comes down to the fault of the cell phone provider it's not really even youtube or anything it's they're getting around uh, a lot of aspects of that so that's a that's our safety update we, yeah we time. need like yeah. we need like a three password system where you got to enter in one password and then you got to enter a second one and a third one that and you then you and then blood in your in your fingers yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. face id yeah, touch know. id do it do it all do it all i would enable that if i had the option to enable that for my youtube account i'd have like 20 passwords security yeah. key plus you got to so yeah, my face. I, I like uh, Rashid talks about don't use Chrome as a password manager because your Google account is compromised. Your passwords are well. But here's the thing. People say to use a password manager, but it's the same thing. If last if your last pass gets compromised, you're all pa- it's the same thing. So the thing I, I think, like about- I actually think that um, for for people like us, I think that the password manager kind of thing, it, maybe it's not even good enough, like you're saying, right? Because people just bypass it through two factor. I feel yeah. like a lot of normal people, though, like people who don't have a big online presence, that's where they really need to make sure they're using a password manager because their information, I think, is less likely to be a targeted attack like it was on John mm-hmm. Prosser. People obviously mm-hmm. wanted his audience so they could stream to them. Um, mm-hmm. For other people, they're probably getting hit from like a security breach on a website. And then yeah. you use the same password at McDonald's. And now all of a right. sudden they're getting into your banking app because you use the same password there. Right. So the idea is if you if you store all of your passwords anywhere, regardless if it's LastPass, if it's Chrome, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, there's a possibility of everything being there's just it's just a bad thing really what everyone should do is have a completely different complicated password for every single website which of course most people don't do so having said all that there's no perfect way to protect yourself there's some really strong ways you can make it more difficult to get into your stuff so that people will move on to something that's easier but um definitely something to think about is it won't just affect creators it definitely affects absolutely your normal every average day person uh a lot of times uh, every single day all around the world yeah, and you don't hear about the normal people. Like exactly. it just happens to them, and they got to deal with it privately. So, yep. look at how much it happens to prominent people, and then just think on a smaller, like smaller scale for those people, but hitting even more targets at once. Hundred percent. All right. Well, there was a lot of things that came out this week. Of course, you talked about the Mac. We got the Note uh, Twenty and the Pixel Four A to let's, all talk about. So yeah. let's get into that. Why don't let's you start, go ahead with, and start with Max? Yeah, oh, you want to start Max? Yeah, because I don't know nothing about that. Ah, all right. I thought we were going to start with Unpacked. Well, you know what? This honestly is going to take two seconds. Uh, You know, there was a new Mac that came out. A lot of speculation on this show on whether that would be a redesign. Um, It wasn't a redesign. It was the same exact iMac design we've had since 2012. It has some new 10th generation Intel processors. Uh, It can go up to 10 cores. And it has some other things that they added into it to improve it a little bit, like T2 security chip. They got rid of the hard disk drives like we've been saying they should be doing, solid state drives across the lineup, and all that stuff. They basically made the last Mac a little bit better, the last iMac a little bit better. And uh, But this isn't the big redesign a lot of people were waiting for with Apple obviously switching over to Apple Silicon. And obviously people want 
a different iMac because again, we've been staring at the same one since 2012. So it's not the biggest update in the world. It is one of the updates that they had to go through because at that presentation, they said we have more Intel Macs on the way. This is an Intel Mac. This could be the last Intel Mac they ever released to be honest with you, but it's here. Um, if you need a new Mac now, maybe get it, but maybe wait too, because you probably should wait. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the Mac, Travis. Any any interest in this? I mean, uh, I'm sure for some people out there, it is of, of interest. We'll probably have to swing uh, Luke Miami or or Renee Richie Rich over or something at some point to kind of go over that stuff. But yeah, I think you covered it pretty in depth in your videos. So um, I think that they should just go ahead and go to Greg's Gadgets on YouTube and uh, definitely watch those videos. Mm, mm, little little plug for me there. Thank you, Travis. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, okay, so. What's next? Oh, okay. Well, let's do a Pixel was first, right? So Pixel happened before the Google event or before the Samsung event, right? Uh, August 3rd. Yes. So we're going in chronological order. All right. All right. So the Pixel 4a was also released. Uh, A lot of, again, talk about the Pixel 4a on the show in particular. This is a phone that we were expecting months earlier and it kept getting pushed back and pushed back for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if that's, I guess that's a lot due to, uh, everything with COVID, but is here. Um, I actually got one. I just put up my review video today over on my channel. Again, another plug for my channel. If you wanted to go over and check it out. Uh, now basically this phone I think represents, and Travis has done a lot of good, uh, reviews on some phones like the TCL phones that just represent tremendous value this year. Obviously we had the iPhone SE come out. And that was also, you know, kind of a nice phone from Apple coming in at a $400 price point. This thing kind of surprised me. Number one, I was not expecting this to be $350. I know there was rumors saying it was going to be $350, but it came in at $350 with 128 gigabytes as the base storage. I thought that was really strong and competitive. The interesting thing here is that it also only comes in one model. It comes in black. That's it. There's no other screen sizes. It just has a 5.8 inch screen size, which I think is a pretty good middle ground if you're going to do one screen size. I feel like it's big enough for most people. Kind of like the iPhone SE, right? That had one screen size and that's only a 4.7 inch phone. So this is a a bigger phone Um, for, for the video viewers. They can see this. It has a full screen design. So, you know, goes all the way up to the top which by the way, not even the Pixel 4, their flagship phone, which I think they discontinued now, Mm. not even that had it. So I think the design on this is better. Now the body is made out of plastic, right? There's some cost cutting measures there. Um, But other than that, and and the processor, you know, isn't like a flagship processor, but I gotta say for $350, this is something that's really hard to beat. Um, You get obviously that Pixel camera, which a lot of people really love. You get a pretty well-optimized software experience with what whatever ver- I know people call it stock Android. It's really not stock Android. It's Google's version of stock Android at this point. But it is really well-optimized software to make it a smooth experience. And I just feel like this phone offers a tremendous amount of value at $350 to anyone who's at... And, and I know like Google promises like three years of software updates too, right? So anyone who's looking for an inexpensive Android phone, this thing only, it's like so simple. I just got to go, go get the Pixel 4a. Which model do I get? There's only one model. Oh, how much storage do I get? There's only one storage option, 128. It's going to be fine. So I really feel like this is a, this is a good phone. And one of the things we've talked about on the show a lot, Travis, is 
Google doesn't really buy, like people don't buy Pixel phones. And I don't know if this is going to shift that narrative, but I did notice like on Amazon and stuff, they're already sold out of the Pixel 4a. Now that doesn't really say much because I'm sure their supply chain is kind of, you know, not as good as it might have been. So maybe they didn't even get to manufacture too many of these in the first place. But I'm kind of hoping that I'm kind of hoping it does sell well, because I think this is a better direction for Google to go in rather than competing at the flagship level. Yeah, I, I think um, there's a couple of things that that I'm uh, super excited about is, is that they they're coming at a much better price. I actually would have liked to have seen it at two ninety nine. Ooh. Having said that, three fifty is fine. I mean, two ninety nine would be amazing. Three fifty is fine. But let's let's be clear about a couple of things. So I put a video out, and some people got really triggered by it, which I thought was kind of funny because what's interesting is <clears throat> the the fans of Pixel like you don't really see them very often in the comment section of videos, but they're out there and they're pretty like they're pretty they're almost on the level of like Samsung Knights in a weird way. So my video was very simply called like it's not going. What did I? I don't even remember what I called it. Something like it's not going to sell or it doesn't matter. Something anyway, yeah. and it's not. But that doesn't mean it's not a good phone. So here's the thing. I, it's funny, after I put that video out, I started getting people in comments going, see, it's selling well. It sold out on Best Buy and Amazon. All right, here's the thing. The Pixel 3 and Pixel 3a were always the number one selling unlocked phone on Amazon and Best Buy. Like it never, it almost never yeah. wasn't. That means nothing. They sold in all of 2019, 7 million phones and across the entire Pixel line. 7 million. If you know how many <laughs> how many phones are shipped in a quarter by any of the top five manufacturers in phones, you would know that that's pathetic. So it's not going to sell. It does not mean it's not a good phone. And people can't unconnect those two when they, my video is it's not gonna sell. The, the, their thought is it must not be any good because I'm saying it's not gonna sell. No, it's two different things. It's not gonna sell. It'll, it'll sell in these small like little bat patches people are going to love it it's a fine phone literally nothing wrong with the phone not saying there's anything wrong with the phone but people get in their feelings about this and i just want to make sure people understand that this is not going to take google to the next level um it, it is a good phone it's going to be sold in less places than the pixel 3 and pixel 3a it's not going to it's only going to be in verizon that's a big deal um like all of these things add up to it's not going to make a difference now should they stop doing phones? Ironically, I've been saying for over a year, they need to be focused on the mid and low range. So I think they're doing the right thing, especially if the Pixel 5 is kind of more of a mid-ranged phone. I think that's the right move, but this is not the phone that's gonna make them top three. It's 100% not going to. Now, having said that, again, fine phone. I love the fact you get at least three years of updates, but now Samsung is saying that. So, you know, like it, it's, it's, to me, Google needs to be ahead of everyone else. They need to just say five. And be done with it because Samsung's not going to probably do that. LG's not going to. No, those other companies are gonna, be be the Apple of Android is what Google needs to be if they really want to start moving the needle. So it's a it's a great phone for the vast majority of people out there who are going to need a phone, and it's going to do well. It will not be top ten, and that's that's all there is to it. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But then again, neither will the Note Twenty or Note Twenty Ultra, which I know will trigger a completely different again. Not a bad phone will not be a top 10 phone will not be a top 10 selling phone. It just won't. It never is. None of the notes have ever been, even though I've loved most of the notes. None of them have been top 10 phones. So settle down, settle down. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I said, I hope that the 4A sells well, because I think it is a good phone. But history has proven that 
any not you know every pixel that Google has ever made has never been a top selling phone even for how much for how much press that the pixel gets it is it is crazy how low volume they actually sell and mm-hmm. that's only because it's it's a Google phone made by a major corporation so it gets all this press so I think people think it's a bigger deal than it is but when you look at the top selling smartphones you're right it's never going to break into the top 10 let alone have a chance of being in the top 5 or anything like that um but again uh, it is a good phone. Yes. It probably deserves to sell more than it than it will. I agree. But it's also, it is also, you're right, not that unique in a way because there are a lot of uh, budget-friendly phones coming out. I said this in my video. I said, you know, the Pixel 3a was great. I think the 4a is even better than the 3a. I think it's a better value than the 3a was, and I think, I think overall it's a better phone. However... There's more competition than ever at this price range this year. And I said, even Apple is at this price range now. And even though I think that the iPhone SE obviously looks a lot more dated than this design, I think if you go into a store and look at one and look at the other, you go, hey, this uh, this iPhone SE looks a little bit old compared to this 4A. But then you go into like the insides and you go into like, you know, the actual using of it. And then it's it's more modern in that way. So and and some people are just honestly going to get the SE because it says iPhone on it. It doesn't matter whatever Google does, however they market it. If they made it two hundred dollars cheaper, people will just still go, "Well, give me the cheapest iPhone. That's what I want." Yep. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those weird things as people who cover tech. You're you're covering the business side of things and you're covering the product side of things. Product side of the Pixel Four A, great phone. It's what Google should be doing. Uh, they delivered a again a tremendous package here. 128 gigabytes, 350 OLED display, um, really great camera. It's basically it checks all the boxes you would want in a budget phone lineup. But then you got to get to the business side of it, and Travis is he's 100% right. This thing probably is not going to sell well. I would I would I you know I if it does sell well, I'll come on and admit that I'm wrong, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yep. I think it does deserve to sell well, yep. but hey. That's just reality. That's just the reality of the situation. If they're only carrying it in Verizon, a lot of people just go into the carrier stores and pick out a phone there. So mm-hmm. that's already spelling bad news for this phone. Um, and I think Travis is right. Google needs to do something unique in this space to become more Apple-like, maybe promise, like you said, five years of software updates, or just do something else to make it a more unique Android phone and have features in it, even at the budget line, besides camera, besides camera, that no other Android phone can do. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the note stuff because I see people in the chat talking about uh, my note video. <laughs> let's go. Let's go from let's go from one plastic phone to the other <laughs> plastic phone. So I'm glad you said that because Sean and 504 are talking about some comments in my comment section. First of all, shout out to my dudes coming through the comment section, seeing the trash that I deal with when I do these Samsung videos. Now here's the thing: these last two Samsung videos, if you're a Samsung knight, seem critical. My next two are actually going to seem positive, um, but they're all just facts. I mean, it, so I, I don't know how to. I don't know what to say to people. Sometimes people just get their feelings hurt by silly stuff. But the next two are actually going to be uh, more kind of positive. Uh, but let's talk real quick about the hardware itself, the Galaxy Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra. Again, going to be the best Samsung phones they put out 
more or less. Ironically, in my last video, I had to point out some of the spec differences between the S20 and the S20 uh, Note or Note 20 um, line, which was weird because generally speaking, every year the Note just gets superior specs across the line. That's not the case this year. It's a weird year. Um, I also speculated that maybe some of this was, and it's probably not true, was in was due to the fact that Galaxy Note uh, 20, uh, sorry, Galaxy S20 line of phones did not sell well. Now we know that A, of course, pandemic did not help that. And B, probably more importantly, they bet the wrong direction this year. For some strange reason this year, they put all their money on green and said that everything should be $1,000 or more this year in the S line, which between the S and the Note line, was the wrong move, as we've now seen, especially since how well everyone was receiving the uh, S10e uh, the year before. Like, everyone seemed to really like that phone. It was weird that they did not go with a at least one option in the S series to, to to kind of help people who don't want to spend that much money. Next year, I hope to see a much more aggressive Samsung in the lower-priced market because they're going to I mean, this is going to be a wipeout for their their profits this year. And I also believe that one of the reasons you're seeing specific colors not being available and specific finishes not being available across the entire Note line is because they know they're not going to sell that many. So that you don't want to go ahead and buy a whole bunch of different backs and colors and stuff and have that stuff sitting in a warehouse when you can't move them. These things are the cheapest one is a thousand dollars and you definitely should not buy the regular Note 20. Um, if you're going to buy a Note, you should probably get to Note 20 Ultra. And that's like thirteen hundred dollars plus tax. So at some point you've got to go, OK, listen, we're going to hedge our bets. We're not going to make as many colors and stuff because we know we're going to get stuck with them. So let's just settle down. The The S20 line series of phones did not sell well. The chances of the Note outselling the S is very slim. Let's be a little bit more kind of pragmatic about it. And let's see what happens. So the, the, product, the, pro, the product itself, the hardware itself, it's fine. Like I'm not hating on it at all, even with the lower specs from the S20 series. The reality is the way the world in which we live right now is not interested in a high-priced Samsung phone. It's just not. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Apple does the same with the uh, the the iPhone 12 Pro, Pro Max, like the really expensive. We'll see how those sell because everything else has been selling fine, like the 11 and the SE has been selling well. Those things sell well. It'll be really interesting to see if Apple is, is, um, is hurt by this. But I made a video about this just this past week. Somehow, Apple has made so much money this past year, even against all odds. They made more money. But Greg, how they do this? They made a whole bunch of money. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. That that shocked me even because I think we were talking about for a while, like, ah, oh, it's going to be lower sales. Like people aren't buying these expensive products. And then it's like, well, I guess people are home and they have nothing better to do. So they're like, let me buy an expensive product to keep me entertained. I guess that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I, sometimes I think, you know, so, you know, Sometimes uh, I think very logically and go, well, I wouldn't be buying that product. But there's a lot of people out there who are like, I'm bored. I need something to keep me entertained. And I, I kind of get that, too. I get that way sometimes. So, yeah, uh, yeah, man. I mean, we've talked about the note leaks before. I mean, everything basically leaked. Like, you're not really learning anything new here if you did. I mean, unless you're coming to GadgetCast for the first time, then you're probably yep. like, Ooh, what's about this note 20? Uh, but we, we didn't, we knew everything. The thousand dollars for the plastic phone. I feel like that's like a huge controversy. I get, it does feel like a lot of money for a plastic phone. I feel like you go with plastic to save money. Is it a huge deal? I really don't know. Um, I think if you're paying a thousand dollars and not yeah. at least getting like 90, uh, Hertz, then at this point, in that's, that's the ridiculous. thing too. It's not even just the plastic. You're paying a thousand dollars for a phone that is just 
not competitive. Uh, you go over to OnePlus and you see what they're doing at a lesser price point. You got like the full 120 hertz. Um, it it kind of boggles the mind why you would go with the Note series. Unless mm-hmm. I guess you really like the stylus, but I feel like there's even other companies now that offer that, and it's it's not a thousand dollars for a plastic phone. Now, yeah, yeah, I, I just I just can't get excited over this note at all. I've never been a note guy, to be honest with you. I'm like Travis. Travis was the note guy. I, mm-hmm. I never really was interested in it. I never wanted to use a stylus with my phone. And this this year, like. Last year, I was kind of feeling it. Like, I felt like the hype was dying down from people I know. I feel like the Note 9 was, like, the last great Note where I knew a lot of people who were really into that phone. And ever since then, it seems to be going on this downward trajectory because I think the regular uh, the regular S lineup is basically a Note without a stylus. And what people really used to like about the Note was that it was, like, this ultimate phone. I know it had the stylus, mm-hmm. too, but I really think it was, it was more than that. It was kind of like this ultimate phone. They yep. would they would charge whatever for it because they gave you the best that was available. But now they're kind of doing that with all of their phones, except the plastic phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it just, it just kind of sucks all the, sucks all the air out of the room. And then you have, uh, you have better, more interesting phones, I guess now that are at even higher prices and chasing this premium market especially now, and and it's no fault of Samsung because they obviously could not have guessed that we'd be in a pandemic and and all this stuff going on. But man, uh, when they were advertising all their phones in that event for the new normal, Mm -hmm. I was just sitting back and I'm like, are you, you're about to like announce like a $1,300 phone and you're saying this is the new normal. I I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing new normal about $1,300. But I'll tell you something, there's not going to be $1,300. And and as a sneak peek, this is one of the videos I'm going to do this week. And depending on when you're listening to GadgetCast, you might actually have seen this video come across your subscription feed. I haven't shot it yet, but I will. Um, the phone that is bringing me back to Android. The yes. phone that's going to do it. And I'm going to spend too much money on it. That Z Fold 2, baby. That thing is mine. I don't care if it's too much money. It's going to be, I'm going to tell people I want it and you should not buy it because any person who's smart with their money should not buy this phone. It is amazing looking. It's going to be so much fun to have. It's the right way to come back to Android for me. I think because it'll be exciting. It won't just be, oh, another glass slab, you know, cool, whatever. But that is the phone that will bring me back to Android. Uh, it will be hopefully my main phone, depending on how long it's going to be. I, I know it's going to be stupid expensive. Um, I It's interesting that they did not disclose the price. I think they did that for a couple of reasons, but I, I, I'm unsure exactly why. Maybe they don't even really know yet. It could be that they're yeah. bouncing the idea between prices this late in the game. I think they don't know. I think they have no... Like, I think they have, like, two prices in their head, and they're kind of waiting to see, like, maybe what the yields are before they go over with the pricing. Uh, depending on how hard this is to manufacture, too, they might it might not yield as many, like, perfect products as they want. So I think that's one of the reasons why they're holding uh, the price back so they can kind of be more flexible on it. I imagine it's going to be $2,000. I imagine they're going to go for 2000 I was hearing rumors before that got my hopes up that maybe it'd be, like, $1,700. But after seeing the presentation... After seeing how nice the phone looks, I feel like it has to be at least $2,000, maybe more, maybe like $2,200, $2,400. It starts getting that high. 
And then and then it kind of starts waning off for me about the excitement. Like 2000, I'm really excited for it. But if it starts going to like 2400, I'm starting to think like, all right, all right, hold on, hold on a second here. Do I do I need this phone? Well, you won't because you're already spending three thousand dollars on a camera and some other shenanigans you got over there and that Mac you just got. I haven't. I haven't made any big purchases, so it's my turn. It's well, my turn. I'll be getting it regardless too, because I am. <laughs> I am. No, I'm. I'm with you. I think the phone looks really exciting. Uh, they learned a lot of mistakes with their first fold and and uh, the Z Flip. So this, and they kind of went over in the presentation all the steps they took to make sure it was more reliable. They kind of went over like, we looked at all, we looked at a vacuum cleaner and on the 104th time, we finally got it right. And we found out how to get all the dust out of the, out of the hinges. And um, man, the design of this just looks, it looks right. Uh, the first one looked like a prototype and, and it was still exciting looking like a prototype. It still looked really good. This one looks like a finished product. Uh, they got, when you open it up, I think the screen's even bigger now. What's the exact measurements? Is it almost, what is it, like seven well, it's, it One of the things that makes it bigger is Go the ahead. fact there's a punch hole rather than yes. that big notch yes. in the top corner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be, you know. And, and the front, don't thing? forget about the front screen because the front screen. Yeah, the front, that's one like, of the reasons I want it. Was completely it's much bigger. pathetic and tiny on the first one. And I think, I think anyone who looked at that first one went, the second generation has to be a full screen on the front. Why right. do they go with this weird little tiny pathetic screen on the front? And they, I love in the presentation, they're like, our customers, when they use the first fold, said that they wanted a bigger screen on the front because they found the front screen useful too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, duh, <laughs> duh. So, but yeah, seven seven 7.6 inch on the inside as opposed to 7.3 on the first one. Like you said, they're getting rid of that giant notch in the corner. Um, and seven, you know, you're going by like 0.3 inches in screen size. It kind of doesn't sound like a big deal. That's big. That's like a huge yeah. improvement in screen size. So it's going to be a man. It's going to be a potentially a production powerhouse. This this is the this is the new note, I feel like. And we've been you've been saying that for a while. Oh, my favorite part of that unpacked presentation is when they did that little interview and they were kind of going over all their products. And then all of a sudden he, he asked one of the guys, so a lot of people have asked, why is there no stylus on the fold? And I thought they're about to announce stylus support for the fold. And I'm like, Ooh, they got it working. And he goes, well, maybe that's something we'll explore in the future. And I was <laughs> like, you're going to, you're going to acknowledge they don't have the stylus ready. And just like kind of tease us. I don't know. I thought that was weird. Unless they have something we just don't know about, but which I don't think is going to be the I, case. Uh, that would be awesome. Of course, I've been calling for that for well over a year that the Fold series should eventually become the Note series. I uh, first called out for that like late last year. Um, super excited to see where it goes. I am excited to get this phone. It will be the one that uh, brings me back to the Android side of things. But, you know, we'll see like how practical it is and how much I actually end up liking it. Um, uh, uh, but uh, listen, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of money on this thing, which is kind of silly. Uh, it's, it's not something that I would ever tell anyone else to do. But uh, I think I'm going to do it. This so. feels to me like, and I don't like to draw, you know, I don't use this comparison lightly. We'll see how it, I don't know if it'll sell that well in numbers, to be honest with you, just because it is such an expensive device. But in terms of technology and in terms of game changing technology, uh, this this phone to me feels like similar to maybe like the first blackberry and first iphone in terms of like hype levels of like mm -hmm. i have to have it i'll pay the 
absorbent amount of price for it. I just have to get my hands on it. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm definitely that doesn't happen looking often. forward to it. That doesn't happen and, often. And I will, uh, yeah, I'm excited to do the video for it. And I still may do a Fold 1 video for the Amazon Renewed series. I, regardless, I, I think it's finally something that from Samsung that I'm actually looking forward to, even if it is expensive. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Yes, uh, we will. Also, um, yeah. real quick, I just want to mention, uh, I don't know if you want to even cover this. No, uh, go ahead. They released those Galaxy Buds Live, the beans. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, they released the beans, so uh, they have those out. And um, I don't know. I saw some reviews that were a little disappointing to me. I was kind of, I was, in a way, I was kind of interested in these because I've been getting more into audio lately. And I was like, ooh, this might actually be like a really good one. I've heard other good things about the other Samsung Galaxy Buds in terms of sound quality. And these were going to have like noise cancellation. Um, some initial reviews that I saw said like the noise cancellation actually doesn't work all too well, which is something I really like about AirPods Pro is the noise cancellation in them. So I think that kind of deflated me on the beans. I know our uh, our good buddy Jeff, El Jefe Reviews, has his video out. So I think mm -hmm. people should go watch that if they're interested in the Galaxy Buds Live. Yes, the Samsung Mouse uh, Kidney. Yes. Kidney beans. Yes, the kidney beans. Kidneys, the kidneys. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I think... Uh, that it, it is a little bit of a hype. So it's it's for people, the way I watched the Flossy Carter's review, he said basically it's like the, not the equivalent, but you know how the AirPods don't go into your ear, they just kind of hang there? Yeah. If you like that style more than something that's plugging up your ear, you'll like the the live, the Samsung live um, ones, rather than, um, say, the, the Buds. Yeah, I feel like most people don't like that, so... <laughs> I, I know I don't, but some people don't like things in their ears. So there you go. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you what I was told. Just telling yeah. you. Uh, yeah. One, I do want to real quickly just talk over the fact right. that there's like less than 40 days that allegedly TikTok will be banned if they're not bought by some American company. So I just want to, we've talked about this last couple of weeks. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but there's actually like a ticking time bomb of ban uh, coming. So Microsoft or now they're saying Twitter and Apple, every, they're saying everyone is interested. Twitter, Twitter. No, I just read that today. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Hey, Twitter killed Vine. They're going to kill TikTok. It's, it's poetic. It's poetic. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's get rid of TikTok. Let's, let's, no, I'm just kidding. No. Just, I mean, uh, I'm not on it, man. Man, this whole TikTok saga is, is too draining for me. I can't even follow up with it anymore of what's going on. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw that TikTok was going to file some legal lawsuit, which is obviously in their right. I guess they should fight this legally because this is kind of... I think kind of unprecedented the way this is going about with a uh, sitting president trying to ban it, um, not even through an act of con. I don't know. It's really weird how this is going on. So I guess they do have some legal grounds. We'll see what the ultimate decision is there. Um, obviously, they can delay that 40-day ban if they're going to fight that in court, I, I believe, if they get a certain order passed. But I find it interesting how, um, how there are talks with a lot of U.S. companies to just sell TikTok to a U.S. entity, and the parent company for that ByteDance might just want to take that route anyway. Um, I don't even know what the monetization strategy for an app like TikTok is. I don't know if it could ever, like, one of the reasons that Vine failed was because they never knew how to make money on it. Like, it was a great app. A lot of people used it. Like, it was super popular. The reason why Vine died wasn't because it wasn't popular. It was because they couldn't figure out how to monetize it. And I don't know if TikTok can find out how to monetize. 
I don't really use TikTok that much. When I did try it out for a little bit, I didn't notice any ads. And I think if you were scrolling through content and you got an ad because TikTok's, you know, like you absorb content in like 10 second bites almost. It's really quick. I feel like if there was an ad there, it would break the entire experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like YouTube, you go, you click on a video, it loads. There, there, there's an ad in the beginning. You watch 15 seconds, whatever you click skip. With TikTok, yeah. you're watching a video, you scroll. The next video is like instant. Putting an ad there and breaking up that experience, I just don't know. I just don't know how you pivot that successfully as a platform and still get people to kind of use it. So, and, and they're going to have to show a lot of those ads to make money because hosting video is expensive. It's very expensive. Yep. So I don't know if there's a legitimate monetization strategy there in the future. And that might be, that might be reason enough to just sell it at whatever inflated price it is right now and just make, make your money, become rich mm-hmm. and just be done with it. Yep. We got a super chat here from Rocco. It says, what are your thoughts about Samsung's new watch and comparing it to the Apple Watch? I, uh, Well, obviously, there were some swings at Apple because they added some things that were on the Apple Watch, like uh, you know the EKG or whatever. And of course, you have to touch it, which is interesting. Um, I don't know if that's going to give them a more accurate reading. You actually have to touch the crown. Um I mean, it's it's good. Uh, listen, uh, I there I think they're two completely different watches because the Apple Watch looks like a tech watch, and the Samsung watches tend to look like real watches. And depending on what your style is, and of course what type of phone you have, uh, you'll pick one over the other. I, I think now they've closed the gap with some of the things that they've added. Nothing wrong with it. I'm sure it'll be a great addition for someone who, has, especially if you have a Samsung phone. Um, and I I think maybe the little things that made the Apple Watch better there's less of them now. I don't know that they're completely gone, but there certainly are less of them than there were before this new Apple watch. Sorry, Samsung watch. Mm. Yeah. Rocco, I wish I could answer your question a little bit better because you super chat it, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I really don't know enough about the, uh, the, the new watches. I guess they looked okay. Obviously they have a lot of features that the Apple watch had like the EKG stuff. Um, but again, I like if you have a Samsung phone, you get a Samsung watch because the Apple watch like they don't even compete against each other. So it's kind of pointless to go, oh, which one's better? Because, well, you can't use an Apple watch with Samsung. I actually I actually think you can use a Samsung watch with Apple, but you shouldn't. You should just go get an Apple watch because it's way better integrated. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's my thoughts on it. I should I should maybe when I get the fold, I should also try out a a galaxy watch it's been a while since i've tried an android wear product i know android wear kind of isn't doing anything but samsung is doing samsung is a little bit more committed to their watches so i should i should try that out as an apple watch guy maybe i will with the fold i think i'll try that and what a great companion for the fold right like a little watch 100 percent 100 percent i gotta get that all right uh do we have anything else we want to cover for this episode of gadget cast trying to think is there anything else Hmm. what's in the notes I think we covered it. I think we said it all. I think we said it all. Did we, did we say it all? Yeah, I think we said it all. So, uh, you know, you know I'll, I'll just defer to Willie Do. Willie Do, is there anything else left for us to cover? No. Oh. Okay. Well, Willie Do said no. Well, so I, think I do good. want to mention one thing for the audio uh, podcast listeners as well as the people who watch this live stream later. Of course, if you're watching uh on youtube youtube.com slash gadgetcast and of course if you're listening audio um we're gonna have the memberships available here real soon and when we do what we're gonna do is do live streams that will not be 
in the audio podcast. So if you sign up for a membership once we get that going uh, and you want additional content from us, um, that's probably going to be non, non-tech related stuff, I think. I think it's going to be because uh, Greg and I have talked about doing a couple live streams that we wanted to do, but we just didn't want to do them on the channel. Uh, yes. Yeah. So like Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, we're going to plan content that goes a little bit out of tech. And then if you guys are members, you can obviously come in and participate with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we will probably have some other interesting stuff to go along with that. But I think that's the kind of thing we want to go with. Some other type of content that isn't tech related. And uh, we can go into all that stuff. I do want to point out, too, because I see Boom in the Sky in the chat mentioned this. And we didn't mention it on the show. We should have. Fish B. Fish B Fish follows B. both of us on Twitter now. And Fish <laughs> B, it took, it took me to get to 100,000 subscribers for Fish B to acknowledge me and subscribe to my channel. So that is a huge accomplishment. So not only am I followed by Werther's original now, I am now followed by the man himself, Fish B. Fish B. Fish B. I know you have to go back a couple of episodes to even know what we're talking about there, but definitely do that if you have not already done that. So, Greg, is that everything? Am I going to? I don't have the song, so I guess you're going to have to kick it here. Man, I, we got to uh, get you that song. We, we, we do. do. We got to get me the, the outro song. Or I got to do one of my own songs. I got lots of music. Check me out on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Uh, check out Travis MCP on SoundCloud. I got my music up there. Uh, let, let's kick Space this off. Ladies travel. and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Space travel. We appreciate everyone for joining us this week. As always. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. (laughs) It's 100,000 Greg dropping the ball again. I'm Travis. We'll see you next week. Peace and love. Space travel.